0: and it's true i did frank i did very little but give you information and let you know what our expectations are what we're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. and i was like like you you got that domain that you're sick on somebody i said frank go get him.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> hence the business model i think that yeah. works is what we're talking about now 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 jim let me let, now I want to. I want to, I appreciate this kind of a conversation because you know, yes. having you on as the first client is 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 great because it's 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 going to be the most unfiltered kind of stories that we have,
0: and there's there's and challenges to this. So, and only question I was so skeptical of you, skeptical. Oh God, yeah. So that makes it even better. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it complete like who is this goofball? Who who is this guy? But now
1: let's see. You're in the process now. You're doing the RFP. Was there anything scary or kind of enlightening or think? Wow, I didn't even think of that during the RFP process. You're like, wow, that that was really good to learn or good to know.
0: Honestly, without, and I'm going to seem stupid because I can't think of any specific line item is 50% of that RFP. I didn't even think of, I didn't think of the usage charges in a way that you did. I didn't, you know, I was looking at it of bottom line cost savings. You're looking at everything line item by line item. You're looking at army channel you're looking at the chat part of it the phone part of it the sms part of it the email part of it me i was thinking of things holistically all the time just hey what am i going to save the bottom line and what was surprising about that in the process of the rfp you when they talk about those 367 line items there's maybe you know half of them that i would have never even considered that wound up saving us huge amount of money or or saving us huge amount of time because we would maybe got to those questions later on where there was uses charges, artificial intelligence, surveys, QA, uh, the way the process works in QA, uh, the way the email oh, I won't say email, the way the omni channels work independently of each other. It was yeah. that like I said, it, it made me realize that I went from an expert to a novice because I yeah, I was an expert in saving money and beating people up on the bottom line, but I definitely wasn't an expert on the other people. I'll give you one real example. If it wasn't for CloudLink, I probably would be paying 50 to 75 cents per survey every time we want to survey a customer on the phone call, because that's where we were used to paying with another vendor. And I didn't even realize that I could potentially get it for, for nothing. Through this process is, you know, Frank didn't ask, Hey, uh sir what's the charge for surveys. He goes, Okay, well, this comes with the license that we're thinking about purchasing, right? And it he did it like a negotiation to where I would have probably did it at the back end. I mean, the back end, he did it on the front end. And it sure. was that was that was that's one real example of we were spending three thousand dollars a month in surveys. We went from three thousand dollars a month to zero.
2: Right. It's crazy. It was a unique situation. Um or somewhat of a unique situation in that this particular vendor was relatively new to this space with this product, okay. and a lot of times we're dealing with, Gardner Quadrant, you know, leaders who we've been working with for years. So, three months of negotiating back and forth is out the window because they've been through it with Frank so many times before. They like, you know, they go in and they bring the Wassenberg contract not the normal. So most of that stuff has been struck. This one was interesting to observe because Frank was
1: essentially teaching them <laughs>
2: out that. of the gate.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting Here. way of looking at it. It's an interesting way of looking at it. Like, like This is how this is going to play because this is how it has to work. Right. And, and, and to their credit, which I think is one of the reasons why you you ultimately chose them. I mean, I know we all did, but why you as the client who makes the final decision, why you ultimately chose them, I think their willingness to work with you throughout this as a partner Really was one of the reasons why we did chose them, I think.
0: Yeah, and yeah. it's right. I think I think right before we signed on the dotted line, uh, I forgot how it went down, but Frank got it. I'm going to call it the signing bonus, but they gave us three thousand two hundred fifty dollars just to sign on.
1: Yeah, I remember and that. I do remember that. <laughs>
0: when we got our when we got our first bill, real bill, I call it, uh, we were charged some license fees that we didn't think we should have been charged for and actually when we went to the contract it they actually had the vendor actually had their basis covered and we should have been charged but being that it was like our first real bill Frank went back and and it was i think it was $8000 in question of license fees yeah. and he said hey the customer wasn't prepared for this it wasn't in their budget meaning me and he goes this isn't the way we want to start a relationship sure. and they cut it they, they split the difference in half with us. Um, Hey,
1: so one of the things, one of the things I'd like to hit up as we go through this is you're in the process. Mm -hmm. Now you're up and running and you're kind of in um, somewhat of a, uh, still in the, in the implementation, you're, you're getting this thing running, you're selecting a vendor. Um, Did you feel that the, the vendors were forthright throughout the process? Did you feel like they were giving you all the information that you needed? to be, to, to make informed decisions. I know we're filtering a lot of it, but did you feel the vendors
0: were forthright throughout? Uh, the, probably the vendor we took, I thought was more forthright, but the rest of them, I think were, gave more of a dog and pony, a little bit more of a dog and pony show one in particular. And I know you set ground rules before. This is another thing everybody should know, you know, Calling Frank. He set ground rules of how our first initial meeting was going to go. So the company introducing themselves to us in person and having our first in-person meeting. Uh, he set the ground rules, and anybody that didn't follow the ground rules was quickly reeled back in. So, for example, we had a Frank gave them because you know they want to spend a half a day with you. The first initial meeting, I believe Frank, correct me if I, I believe we gave them an hour or I think we gave each one an hour and yeah, we said, as an initial, yep. The initial, he said, this is what you need to cover in that hour. This is what we want to see in that first hour. And out of this seven that anybody who didn't do that was discounted right away. I said, if they could, not if they couldn't even follow those di- directions. So about forthright, I, I think the two top ones that we now na- narrowed it down to was were the most right? everybody else i felt like we were getting the the sales show and that's another value to to us dealing with you guys and frank is he's he he you guys yeah. recognize that and you know when someone's uh giving us the show
2: yeah yeah so for any of our our partners who are watching this uh, on on the vendor side, because we have great partnerships with these companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, We deal with a lot of different flavors of sales reps and and sales managers pre sale. Sometimes the perception is, and I've got, you know, being a salesman my whole life, that when Mm -hmm. you're dealing with something like an RFP, you think you're dealing with somebody who's just making you, they're reading off of a checklist because they're trying to sound like they know what they're talking about. And the perception on the vendor side is that they don't, and they're just making me go through these hoops because they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. But in truth, when we do it, and I've been in meetings where a lot of vendors have said, I'm not answering these questions, I'm not doing this dog Mm -hmm. and pony show because we don't have to, because we're so-and-so, we're a market leader. But Frank and I have spent time with every aspect of your organization, not just the, the IT people or the call center manager we're there with the agents we're there with marketing people the hr people the finance people every single one of these questions has a real reason behind it we don't ask questions for the sake of asking questions because we hated it you should i I worked for frank for many many years when i when i got an rfp i'd go into his office and i would literally just put on an opera (laughs) knowing you know like i had to do it it's the worst thing but we don't we're very cognizant of that and we don't ask questions for the sake of asking questions we really don't Um,
0: so here here is what I would uh I think what you alluded to is what would I tell a vendor and in just in my language I would tell any project manager any sales manager any uh technical like they always bring in their technical people so any of their directors or their, their IT managers that are coming into this process is and I say this truthfully is is you're dealing with a company and you know kevin i dealt a lot with frank not as much with you but you're dealing with somebody that knows more than you so don't don't throw crap at the wall with them because they're (laughs) going to realize it yeah they're going to realize it right away so you know and i understand the sales process i was in sales when i had my own company i you you want to be you know put that best foot forward but when you're dealing with typically in this market is you guys know the technology behind it. You've been in the industry for 20 years. A lot of sales managers and project managers at these other companies, even the ones that are the 800 pound gorillas, they switch from company to company is they, I would tell them you got to realize you're truly dealing with the experts in the field, even though you think your company is the expert in the field. Mm -hmm. So that's those. So a vendor needs to know that they need to be, really forthright from the beginning. If they can't do something, they need to let you know it from the beginning. If they can do it, they need to be singing it at the top of their lungs. Uh, but, you know, I would tell any vendor is, is, hey, listen, you're not dealing with a kid in the playground. You're dealing with the kid that had, owns the playground, has built playgrounds, and it was the inventor of playgrounds. So that, <laughs> that's what I would tell a vendor, honestly, because, that, like I said, that's why I mentioned legal the sales manager, the project manager, and you know, all the IT people. There's not there's nothing that you guys have not been able to address or are very, very knowledgeable of. So the, these vendors got anybody who chooses you and then starts going to vendor, they just they just better hold on tight, buckle themselves up. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's gonna be like that roller coaster that goes and does those loop the loops.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey Jim, so I find this conversation great for, for a whole bunch of reasons. But as we go forward with this, I, I think people are very nervous about getting to the point where they're at a steady state because it seems so far down the road. You know, you, you you picture you're that person now. You're sitting there and you're looking at this and you're going, all right. My boss just came in and said, we've got the budget for a new contact center. Go. Mm-hmm. The thought of being up and running to them could be years away like you said it could be 18 months away before you think where well, you're ready to go um once you let, let's let's give them a little forward thinking advice here yeah you know, what once you've completed the process like let's take your example for, for for it once you've completed the process what efficiencies or process did you take advantage of improving
0: oh right away is the the artificial intelligence uh the metric reporting And if I can say this, the way you started off is anybody who's thinking you're talking about the 18 months, you got to realize, and I I know I haven't said this yet, even for any vendor, the vendor we chose never been through a 100% remote integration, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know if you guys ever been through it. I've never been through one. We, and (laughs) I can't say this enough, if it was not for my comfort level with CloudLink or Frank. This project was going to be held off another year. So the fact that we can we I was comfortable and I had the insurances of the vendor that we can do this remotely without any uh, missteps in during the pandemic, I didn't do it until Frank said, Listen, we can do this, I'm comfortable with it. So even before that, Frank, when you're thinking about the time is yeah. That I think is important first and foremost to understand is that we were the first for this company. We, we we converted during a pandemic mm-hmm. with yeah. 100% of our agents remote without anybody coming in and doing the training, working with our IT department, it was all done via phone. Yeah. So that That's I think first and foremost to to recognize and why I I think it's, you know, apropos that you're having me on to speak about it from the, the customer standpoint, because, you know, when you get to talking to the vendors, they all need to understand this. They, you know, they, they need to, it's, it's not because of the vendor that I was comfortable uh, doing a conversion remotely is because Frank told me he's comfortable that he can get work with the vendor to get this done remotely. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm telling you right now, I would have never done it if I only had to deal with the vendor. Never.
1: And, no. And, 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 and it's valuable, Kevin, because when you and I talked about this project, don't, don't, don't think Kevin and I didn't spend a couple, have a couple drinks thinking about how this was going to get done properly. And one of the biggest things was everybody, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the nose and the pandemic punched everybody in the nose. And we really sat there and said, is the documentation from the vendor solid? Is their plan good? Are the people good? Is Jim's team ready to do this? How Mm -hmm. big a chunk are we going to have to change at once? And I think you were great about setting it up so that you could do things in stages, but we had to go fast. But we did it in stages. We did it right. We didn't bite off more than we could chew. And things like the chat, the AI for chat, which we were able to put to the back burner for the first chunk of go live we were able to spend more time on it because we were able to get the, the easy stuff done up front and and i think that was a testament to you to the plan and and as well I, I don't want to take credit away from the vendor who was willing to work their tail off for us
0: yeah and not just that is is working with because of the pandemic the vendor that i was dealing with uh, my contract was supposed to end uh, i think it was june the end of june uh, Frank worked with me to to help me tell them what to say to get a 30-day extension, so I can have more time to to figure out whether I was going to stay with the current vendor for another mm-hmm. year or longer, or go through the the conversion. So, but when when people what people got to realize too is when Frank says move fast, I want to define move fast. Because I think from the time we finally signed the contract, which was a long process, legal on both ends, because uh, uh, Frank kept on going back and said, no, this is not what you said, redline it, you guys didn't change this. From what I remember, from, and it, this is just recent, is we had about less than 60 days to do this. Mm-hmm. From the time we actually signed the contract. And that that's just... And then on top of that, doing it during a pandemic. So I don't want people to think, you know, I think it's it's important that we defined what fast meant. And it was less than 60 days we had to pull this off. And so when Frank says, yeah, we we did it in stages, but we had to come up with those stages within 60 days during a pandemic. Right, yeah.
2: <laughs> and it, again, it's worth noting, this is, uh, it's a new vendor to CloudLynx. So a lot of times we get questions that we have, favoritism towards one supplier or another this was a completely new supplier to us with a new product for them <laughs> mm-hmm. and obviously you being a new client to us as well jim so like there was a lot of unknowns out there
0: but that was <laughs> that, that's a really good point because obviously frank never talked about one vendor over another he gave us honest feedback of the vendors he's dealt with the most, mm-hmm. dealt with the least, and the vendor that one of the vendors I was looking at that he'd never dealt with. So I frankly was able to and you guys are able to bring in your knowledge of one of the vendors that we were looking at. Mm-hmm. And I never felt like I was being pushed towards that vendor. And at, at the end of the day, to your point, Kevin, is we all went with the vendor we had the least knowledge of, but were the most comfortable with. Right, you know. Right, there's I. People got to realize whether from a customer side or the vendor side, you know. Don't think that clientele is going to push one over the other. Frank literally spent uh, six hours with us in the office one day, just getting to know about us, and then he probably ruled out two other vendors that right from the beginning. This is these aren't the vendors for you. And then he suggested some. We suggested some, and that's how we came up with this sure. process. But it's, you know, you guys do it the right way. Regardless of how many conversions you've done with one vendor, that doesn't mean it's going to be right for us. So yeah. that, that was now, that was really cool there, because Frank. Even in the beginning, I was like, I was like, all right, this guy dealt with this vendor. To, yeah, I know the I know the vendors he's going to be pushing. But you never jammed anything down my throat. Except that's for what everyone's
1: buying. That's so. <laughs> 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 That's what everyone always, you know, there is, there is a concern around that, especially with our model of how we're going to do that. And at the end of the day, you know, we've been at this now. How, how long have we been working together now, Jim? It's been since October 2019 So October 2019 to basically October 26th when we're doing this podcast. And we're getting our first commission check, just so you know, as an FYI, at the end of this month.
0: So, what's funny about that, I, I remember I asked you that a long time ago is what people need, customers need to understand this, and, and the vendor, not as much. Customers need to understand is, you know, Frank is going through this process with us, and we keep on going back and forth. I started getting worried that Frank and CloudLink is going to say, you want to know what, awesome, this is taking too long, we're out. And- <laughs> Not even close, Jim. You're not even in the ballpark. Not not even get I don't people need to realize that you guys are gonna do whatever it takes to to get to the end of the end of the road and to close the deal. And to your point, Frank, is I even asked you one time, I said, hey, Frank, what, what are you getting out of this? Can, can I send you to dinner? Can I give you yes. dinner? As a matter of fact, I'm sending you to, to my nephew's restaurant, which you haven't taken advantage of as yet. As soon as it
1: opens up, man, as soon as my wife isn't yeah. terrified of leaving the house. Trust me, <laughs> yeah, it's
0: mean, not because of lack of intent at
1: all on that one, Jim. Yeah, yeah. And believe me, you're, 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 he's going to lose when he gets me at my food bill.
0: <laughs> I, like I, I know at the end of the day, you guys got you guys got to make your money. You know, you deal with the vendor and whether some of that comes out of, you know, you know, the deal we negotiate with us. Let me tell you something. The money you guys save me every month, right, which right now is probably I'm guessing to the tune of six, seven grand a month, plus the discounts that you got us. Even if, and I don't know, because I really don't ask because I don't want to, even if there's something hidden in the vendor's bill to us where it's a couple of hundred dollars a month or thousand dollars a month, whatever it is. Whatever it is, it it was to me well worth it. I don't know how the deals are sure. structured, or, Thank you. but but to, to, to me, to be
2: clear, there isn't. There one hundred percent isn't, and but, and, and know, the I'm vendors would just, back us up on that. We wish there idea. was. We wish
1: there was. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I wish there was. So so then, Jim, like the million dollar question, because I, I got a couple more I want to hit it, I'll hit you up on, but. The million-dollar question is, are the agents happy with the solution? Are, are your enablers, the people that carry your mission statement it, are they happy with what you
0: did? So what's really cool was, I'm going to start negative, then go positive, is in the first month, once we turned on the Omni channel, is agents were really frustrated to say, oh, dealing with the other vendor was so much easier. We could have three things up on our screen at the same time. We could do this, do that, do this. Is the flip side of that is, they didn't realize it was already there. Right. So specialists sometimes they see a system change and they know that you know leadership did it and they're not asking the question. So they're afraid to bring you issues. So there was one issue with chat where they said, Oh, dealing with chat with the other vendor was a lot different. It was a lot easier than doing chat with, with the way we're doing it now. We said, Well, what's the issue? Right. And then they told us what they needed about seeing things on multiple screens. It was literally one little maximize button that they had to press. And <laughs> so, but the agents, absolutely. We, we've done, uh, I've done town halls over the last month. Uh, some of them I wasn't in, the training department was in. And I just had a meeting with my training coordinator this morning. And she relayed to me that, you know, not everyone's always, some people are just never going to be happy, but uh, 90%. I'll say 90%. She said most everybody. She said most everybody I talked to loves the way the system is handling it now than before. When, and this was huge, Frank. I don't know if you remember this, is why they love it now omni channel, true omni channel. Uh, the vendor we chose could not get it to work. Where if someone was skilled on a phone, we'd have to unskill them from the phone, give them chat. The omni channel we have now is programmed in a way where it's very intelligent. And someone could be automatically switched from a phone contact to a chat contact, to an SMS contact, depending on the algorithm that we put into place. That alone, the agents love. Why do they love it? They don't have to worry about coming in and saying, oh God, today I'm going to take call after call after call after call after call. It may be 10 calls, then five chats, then an SMS. So they. From agent experience, they get a break because we were able to create an algorithm that has the omni-channel working perfectly with this vendor. So uh, that I'm surprised we touch on this already, Frank. That's something that uh, Frank and the vendor and us spent a lot of time on. Oh, Was yeah. the omni-channel capabilities of yep. this system? It's one of the biggest asks that we yep. see.
2: That's you know, there's a reason why it's such a buzzword. So
0: so the agents are loving that those two aspects of it, the ease of use now and the, the omni-channel aspect and the fact that they can communicate within the system to each other a lot easier.
1: That's huge. Is there, is
2: there anything Jim uh, beginning to end that you would have done differently in the process?
0: Yeah. And I think me and Frank are going through it now. Not that it, by no means is it broke. It's just that there's a lot of work into it. I think me and F- Frank, 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 I don't want to speak for you, at least me, I would have really explored more of the artificial intelligence capabilities up front. And not that this vendor, this vendor has all the capabilities, but we didn't realize the scope of what's needed to have it working efficiently and get it get it working the way we need to. So if we would have did more exploration in the beginning, we probably could have did more... Uh, legwork on our side at that time to present it now. So right now we're doing a lot of the legwork where we probably could have had it done before. By no means is it a pain point for me. It's just uh, if knowing that I want 25% of all my contacts to be helped to be uh, serviced through self-help or artificial intelligence or chatbots, which is all the same thing, is is exploring that more in the beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's things you have to uncover, which scoping it is a challenge, and then getting the details together is a challenge at times. And then the vendors can say yes at times and still not yep. understand it. So I think that is a challenge to uncover, Kev. That's something that we are dealing with right now, that we're still dealing with. But it's going well because, gosh, they're still willing to work and make it get it to where we need it to be.
0: And it came up with uh, we had a we had a little roadblock with our self help feature. And yeah. within a week we were able to, we had a different uh, resolution and we were able to uh, implement self-help in, in another delivery channel, which was text. So we were trying to do it in a chat bot. Right now, again, that's why I said a lot of legwork in the beginning, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So as we're perfecting the chatbot, we were able to quickly shift a lot of our self-help to text messaging, meaning like text, we we have a lot of exams, right? And a lot of our call volume is about exams. Did I pass my food safety exam, right? Did I f- pass my manager exam? So now someone could go to the phone, text the reserved the word results to a number, and they will get their results. They never have to call us. So we were able to do this. System also was able to give us workarounds. So. If you're really going to move towards a lot of artificial intelligence, really explore that in the beginning and do your legwork in the beginning and make sure you have a vendor that is just as passionate about AI as you are.
1: (laughs) Now, I've got two more questions, Kev, that I want to hit them up on that I think are important. Um, You know, one, the advice to give it, to give to somebody. You've been through it. Now you're on the other end of the tunnel and you're looking backwards to Jim six months ago, seven months ago, what advice would you give to somebody just as they're getting started on this process before they even get going?
0: You know, it's really cool because I wrote it down when you said it. You said, hey, what you said was, uh, hey, when your boss comes to you and you get your budget and then you, then you start thinking of what you're going to do with it, are you going to move to a company? I would say anybody who's in my position or anybody who's an IT professional, anybody who's thinking that they may need a different cloud-based solution at least within a coming up within the next year even before you know your budget reach out early so if you know me i only started with the organization so i couldn't reach out to you early if i if you reach out to uh, cloudlink earlier even before you know you want to move even before you have the budget that's going to help you you may not be having a lot of meetings with them but at least Frank, Kevin, they can do their work knowing that, hey, this is a potential customer. Let's start learning more about the organization. Let's start seeing what their needs are. Let's see where they go and just ha- keep in touch with the cloud link until your boss finally comes to you and says, you got the budget now. Right. It's in there. So my advice would be, would do it before you know you need it.
2: Yeah? Right. We So one of the things that I've found in, in talking to clients is that, they almost want to do that, but they know once you start talking with sales representatives from these providers, it's like the hounds are unleashed. And there's some trepidation there because the moment you talk to a sales rep, now it's like I, I'm being held to account on a monthly basis on when we're we're making uh, decisions. Another another part of this business model that we wanted to productize to take that out of it completely. Yeah, you don't know? reach
0: out to the vendors. Reach out to, reach out to you guys.
2: <laughs> now fishing for a commercial there, but that no, like there was a, right. there was a valid business intent. No, but
0: that. I, I that's that's my point. I was making is like if 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 somebody is reaching out to the vendors, they're doing themselves a disservice. Of course, number one, as soon as you do, they want to lock you into whatever person you talk to. They want to make sure it's just like when you go into a store. And you walk into a store and say, Can I help you? And then they start following you around at the furniture store. It's the shop. worst. Yeah. So, what I always tell them, I say, When I walk in, I say, Listen, you're the first person I saw. When I'm going to buy something, I'll come to you. Yeah.
2: I'll but you're you're already money. like, now you're working for that person.
0: now. You're, <laughs> so, now, so take that part of it out of it. Yes. I'd rather go and say, Frank, or go to somebody and say, Listen, I need a fold out bed. This is what I want. Let that person do go and do all the research, go to all the stores, and then come back to me and say, Jim, I know within the next six months you're gonna be looking for a pull-out couch. Here's all the research I did. And guess what? It's not gonna cost you nothing for me to do this research for you. But if you do buy the store that I had you buy from, they're gonna take care of me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense?
2: The average migration, Jim, for us with us takes okay. 12 months, average. We've had start some migrations that have gone three years from the beginning that the conversation started to the actual cutover. But the average migration we've done the past two years, legitimately 12 months end to end. So start early, I agree sure. with that.
0: And here's the thing, people got to realize too, we didn't talk about today. And I, I try to think of all the questions I had is, once you convert, CloudLink's work doesn't end. It oh just God, no. <laughs> So Frank is in all our project management weekly project management meetings. He's my liaison. When something is not right, we go to Frank first, not the vendor. Frank looks at the contract. He looks at the RFP. He looks at what we agreed to. He looks at all his notes before we go into these meetings with the vendor. So this, this is a lifetime relationship uh, for the life of the vendor and then some. Because, again, five years from now, when I want to switch vendors, um, Frank is still with me. Cloudlink yep. is still with me. Yeah, so it—they're not going anywhere. They don't. Th- their work doesn't stop. As a matter of fact, I have to tell Frank, you don't need to be involved in the next meeting next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I hey, hey. It. hey, Jim. Now, now, obviously, we've mentioned the pandemic a couple of times now because it's yeah, the I reality know. of life and. National Restaurant's done a bunch for restaurants in terms of lobbying, in terms of the the nonprofit nature of what you do, in terms of the funds that you guys create.
0: Two million uh, grant that we gave directly to uh, people who are out of work in the restaurant industry.
1: Yeah, th- that's huge. So, I mean, is there any, can you, do you, do you off the top of your head, I know we're getting you on the spot here, but I'd like to put the website up, maybe show that throughout this, but maybe can you point somebody to the place they wanted to go, like. I bought that Pepsi shirt from Sevenly when it was out there, which was cool because it was uh, some good news with uh, Krasi- Krasinski, who I liked. He yeah. did a great job <laughs> of that during the pandemic, but um, is there any place you'd want to point people to where they could make a donation to the fund and, and help people out that, you know, obviously help their local restaurants.
0: Right. So the fund, the fund is right now closed, right? But we do open up, but if you go to restaurant.org, uh, you'll see the, our main website. You'll see our uh, advocacy group, you'll see our education foundation and we always post things in there. We just, we just don't arbitrarily take uh, uh, donations, but when we do, we do, when we have grants. Absolutely. We advertise the heck out of it. I know, you know, Guy Fieri, he was the one who was involved mm-hmm. in the $22 million grant that we have. And, you know, the, it's, we gave all that money, but you realize too, that once we open that up. Our websites were crashing so fast. You know, there was there was millions and millions of people trying to get into that to apply for that grant. And it's just, you know, in this day and age, we would have needed billions and billions of dollars to be able to give everyone that five hundred dollar grant. So Uh, yeah, if definitely uh, a restaurant.org, and and we do a lot of really good things. We you know we help high school students. We help. Uh, you know, college students. And again, we just keep people working. We provide all the training, education that people mm-hmm. need. You can do with the hotel industries. So you can go on and we get you certifications that are going to help you move up in hotel hospitality. And obviously our main arm is the, uh, the definitely the restaurant industry.
1: That's great. That's great. Well, we we've kept you now way longer than I thought we would mostly because <laughs> you were saying good things about us. So I don't want to ever stop that train, but uh, Hey, Kevin, is there anything you want to close out on or anything you think of? Cause I, I, do, no, I know no, have, it's a, uh, it's, it's been great working for the national restaurant
2: association yeah. during this time. And uh, you know, our, our, our prayers are with everyone in the restaurant industry going into 2021. We know it's going to be a tough winter, um, but uh, you know, no one, no one appreciates, the work that restaurants do more than uh, Frank and I um, and we we wish you the best and
0: yeah we- I appreciate that and like I said just you're more than welcome to give uh, my personal email or my business email <laughs> out to anybody my name my number Frank you have all my contact information I this is something I'm passionate about and I again I went from being a 100% skeptic to a 100% advocate of you guys so Anybody wants additional information, please reach out to me, and I'll give you I'll give you the lowdown. I'll give you the skinny. I'll answer any question you have. Uh, honestly,
1: thank well, you so great. much, Jim. We appreciate it. Well, Jim, I, let's let you go. I got to tell you, thank you so much for the time today. These these are the kind of conversation we're going to push to, especially as, as we keep going with clients. Now, these are you're the you're the first, you're the pioneer. Thank you very much for it. <laughs> Everybody, make sure you subscribe to the channel, and uh, we'll get everything going uh, very quickly.
0: Experts in the field. (laughs) I'll leave
1: you with this sticky
0: note, experts in the field. (laughs) I love it, I love it.